listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. My name is Tyler Bard. That over there is Noah Cross, the magician, coming to you live this Sunday morning at 11 rather than 12 today. Um, we have just an announcement. We are only going live on uh, YouTube and Twitch for the time being, not on Facebook. We've been having some issues uh, on Facebook, so if you are looking to watch us live for the foreseeable future uh we will still post our content to facebook afterwards through the uh the links but we are going to just do live on twitch on the tbard 5195 channel and on youtube at the bard and cross entertainment and that's just for the cross and wrestling entertainment stuff right now just because of some logistical issues over on facebook because you know facebook they just love to have issues over there. Uh, so we're just going to do that for now. It's better for everyone in this way because you still have a way to interact with us live. But we're just going to get rid of all the issues that are taking place during the live performances. But, Noah, we have some incredible action. Remember mm -hmm. last week that this was going to be an episode where, dear God, every match could headline the, uh, the, the night. And I don't think we were wrong. Uh, we had a great night of wrestling, and uh, but most importantly, Mr. Cross, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. You know, we got to talk some wrestling. There was some great action here. I was very excited for Cody's big announcement, but we'll get to that. And you know, I mean, it's, it is a just big a announcement, little bit, but yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking this episode, man. Especially this first match here it was a banger. So. Well, if you're excited about this first match, how about you just take it away, oh, Mr. Uh, Cross? I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> As we see the IWGP United States Championship uh, be defended here on AEW Dynamite. What is happening? The forbidden there, door is the been opened. The forbidden door isn't just been opened. It's been smashed with a barbed wire bat. Mm, mm -mm. Uh, John Moxley would take out Yuji and Nagata here to open up the contest on the May 12th episode of AEW Dynamite. John Moxley entered Daly's place to Wild Thing by the Truggers uh, for his defense of the IWGP United States Championship against Yuji and Nagata. Wild was the perfect way to classify the opening moments of the match as Moxley and Nagata threw stiff arms before the champion took the fight to catch each other with the back. Moxley dominated the action, but Nagata caught him with an exploder for a two count. He faked the champ out and caught him with a kick, then added another. The grizzled veteran threw a forearm at Moxley, but indicated another physical exchange. The champ dished out a lariat clothesline, and the challenger answered with an avalanche exploder from the top rope. Woo. Okay. Mm, Nagata yeah. looked for the arm bar, but the champ made it to the ropes to force the break. Nagata rocked him with an Enziguri, but Moxley rebounded with a short lariat. He Damn. looked for the bulldog headlock, but Nagata survived. He could not kick out of the paradigm shift, though, as Moxley successfully retained the title. After the match, Moxley showed Nagata great respect, bowing to him and raising his arm in tribute. What a way to open a show. That paradigm shift was one of the most beautiful paradigm shifts they've hit. And I forget what they call it in Japan. It has a different name. But um, uh. some one of the announcers called it by the Japanese name. And I, I was like, the what? And he goes, well, that's what they call it in New Japan. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But he did hit it differently. Usually with the paradigm, he just hooks the arms and mm -hmm. bang, he, he goes down. This one. With Nagata, he hooked the arms and he lifted his ass up and then he hit it. Uh, so it was 
oh boy, gorgeous, gorgeous paradigm shift. And that was one where I was like, oh, no, this is over. I didn't even have to wait for that count. You just knew match. Um, a great way to open up the show. What did you think about this, Noah? No, nah, man, like I said, it was a great way to open the show for sure. It really set the pace for the impactful evening that we were going to have. Uh, it's great to see that they're letting the IWGP championships be defended on Dynamite, man. Um, do you think it'll turn around and, and be the other way around? Do you think we'll see some AEW stars over on over in New Japan defending their stuff over there? No. Uh, yeah, and I, I just think that's because Tony Khan has a lot to learn and I, we're about I'm about to tell you an opinion on Tony Khan and when we get into this next segment here um I just think they're very prideful right now AEW and mm-hmm. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt them uh they they I feel like they think they know everything and this episode showed that mm-hmm. uh there were a few things in this episode where I'm like ooh oh because it just felt like a cheap copy of stuff we've seen elsewhere. Uh, But we'll get into it, especially this next coming segment. We had Cody uh, had his big announcement that he was making for uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, And you and I, we were way off, dude. Oh, yeah. We we were like, we were like Daniel Bryan. We were saying all these big names that it could potentially be when really that wouldn't made any sense because he's in a storyline right now. So why would he just jump out of his storyline? Cody Rhodes made his way to the ring one week after a victory over former friend QT Marshall for a special announcement regarding his double or nothing win. Uh, He inexplicably referenced political parties and went on a disjointed rant about America and patriotism and reminded Anthony Agogo that he didn't leave his home country to chase the UK dream, but the American dream. At Double or Nothing, he will battle Agogo, but not as the American nightmare. Instead, he's going to embrace a moniker far bigger than he, that of the American dream. Now that in itself, that last sentence, goosebumps, goosebumps. That was an incredible, incredible part. That promo looked like Cody said, wow, this isn't going to take up 10 minutes. Let me just ramble on about how England is stupid uh, and just act like a heel for seven minutes before I go. And my daughter's pregnant and I need to have or or I'm going to have a not my daughter's pregnant. My wife is pregnant with my daughter and I need to prove that daddy's not going to lay down. Also the American dream is what I'll be performing as next week. (laughs) It's like, Oh, okay, cool. Great. Uh, You could tell that the fans were just like, (laughs) yeah, that's just, it felt like they were all looking for approval to clap and it's the wrestlers Mm. at ringside didn't help. They were all just like, yeah, like it was like the greatest announcement in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I mean, don't think is... this needed its own segment of a like big announcement coming through. This could have been like Cody on Twitter, just like a go go. You fucked with the wrong American. You played me under the Union yeah. Jack. I'm coming for you. Not as the nightmare, but the American dream. America, and then yeah. cut it off. Bang, done, over. Exactly. See ya. Exactly. Ten. It, this was like 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 uh, seven minutes of cringe just for him to go American dream. <sighs> like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Is he gonna wear polka dots? That's my big question. Well, absolutely. <laughs> His pants have to be polka dotted. I wish it was. I'm sorry. I wish it was a bigger opponent for this big moment of him being. I get American why. Dream. It makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, American dream versus UK bad guy. 
whatever. Could have been anybody. I mean, could have been Neville. It should have been like eh, I could have. It should have been like no, honestly, it would have been dope. It should have been Miro for the TNT Championship. Oh, if Cody won the damn championship a week after Miro won it, I swear to God, I can't handle. <laughs> I'd love it though, because that Miro is the perfect opponent for this moment. Uh, yeah, but he's bigger, not embracing this like badder. Russian thing anymore. He's not embracing Who? this like. Miro. Miro. He's he's more of like the he's, gamer nerd, yeah, bad he's, guy, he's angry getting, nerd. He's getting back to that. I, it, it wouldn't have been a long enough build though, but maybe if maybe a little while down the road we'll we'll get Cody yes, versus Miro. Bit of a spoiler there. What we will talk about that match at the end of yes, this yes, sorry, uh, segment. Sorry, sorry, it's okay. Sorry, sorry, it's okay. Sorry, it sorry. happens. We're assuming most of the people here have watched the content. Uh, well, yeah. And if you haven't, well, like you're here already, so yeah, it's too late. You can't go back. You yeah. can't go back. You must you must stay all the way through. You're actually locked in. Try to stand exactly. up. You can't. See? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, um, so overall, I give this segment like a D. He, he was trying to be Triple H and mm-hmm. trying to get the crowd on his side before he announced what was happening. And that crowd was just like, huh? Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King? What? What do you, if he had just started with American Dream, I think people would have been on board from the beginning. But he expected us to just figure it out. And it didn't happen. And it was messy. And uh, Cody, this was your first piece of shit that ever <laughs> happened in, in AEW. So <laughs> I hope it doesn't continue. And this is what I mean about the cockiness um, with AEW is I think they thought that was gorgeous. And that that was an amazing idea of a segment. They even planned a whole segment the week before mm-hmm. to say like this big. And that wasn't a big announcement. He should have just come out wearing the tights. It, it, Justin Roberts goes the American dream. Everyone would have gone bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. But they didn't. Noah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. Um, I, I agree with you saying it could have been a smaller thing, like you know something on Twitter or something, you know, just a little bit of a, an announcement of some type, or even if it was like a backstage announcement. Like he didn't have to, he didn't have to come out to the ring and do this whole thing and make it Ugh. this big to say Crying that. about like, his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I feel like the the big pop should have been should be, I should say, at Double or Nothing when he gets to come out and he gets to be the American Dream. Like that's where the big big moment is. You know, like the announcement's one thing, and it's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I just feel like the energy was wasted in, in, on on that segment as opposed to all it 100%. is. It's gonna be big still, you know. I do hope they do the whole thing like the uh, like the American Dream, like of Dusty Rhodes, the, the beginning of Dusty Rhodes theme song plays, like the American yeah. Dream, and then Cody's actual theme song plays. I feel like that would be sick. Like Cody's entrance is already awesome, and every time he comes yeah. out, I just go, "He's so cool." But if that happened, <laughs> dude, he's so cool. The coolest. Yeah. He said it's a one night thing, I think. Uh, and he, he he said it was up to him or Dustin to carry the burden and the load of his family name. And he said, and it's not going to be Dustin. Uh, so he, I don't know if he's going to keep it or not. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I just don't think, I think the polka dot Dusty Rhodes that should be left alone. And, and WWE seems that they're not going to part with w- Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. at any time here. Um, I mean, they have a whole tag team tournament named after the guy. So yep. If this could just be a one-off thing so we can avoid people being like, they're trying to steal it from a WWE mm-hmm. and having a, a fight like that, that would be that would be perfect if we could just please not do that. Um, but let's move on to something that was a bit more exciting 
we had a match between two of the best tag teams in the world right now. The Young Bucks versus SCU for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. If SCU lost this match, they had to break up as a tag team. SCU faced the very real possibility that they were working their last match as they went up against the champions on TNT's episode of Dynamite. Matt and Nick Jackson found themselves on the defensive early, but seized control of the match entering the commercial break. Back from the timeout, SCU regained the upper hand, but the Bucks halted their momentum for a second time. This would send Daniels face first into the ring post, busting him wide open. Dude, I don't think I've seen Daniels bleed that much, but God, they were using they are just using so many blood spots lately. Mm-hmm. His face was a crimson tide. Uh, Kazarian would fend off the champion, surviving an onslaught that culminated with a tombstone pile driver and a running knee strike before Daniel somehow made the save. Um, interference from Doc Gallows at ringside, a cheap shot with a can of cold spray, and Matt mocking the I'm sorry, I love you <laughs> from the conclusion of the Ric Flair and um, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels match uh, could not put away the challengers. Um, and listen, I forgot to put a, a moment in here, so I'm just going to off the cusp here, talk about it. Um, I forget who did it. I believe it was Kazarian, uh, who ended up actually hitting a styles clash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he hit the styles clash as gallows was on the ropes and pointed at him and said, fuck you. And he hit the styles clash. And it was so, so perfect because again, they're nodding at AJ styles, who is a buddy of, um, of course the bullet club and the club and, uh, the OC and whatever they call themselves now. Um, so that was another really cool moment. Uh, but the relentless and unforgiving bucks, would rock Daniels with a BTE trigger for the win. Matt's going to fall the fall as Nick cut off a last gasp attempt to break the pin up by Kazarian. After the match, the cameras cut to the backstage area where Moxley and Eddie Kingston tore up the elite's locker room. Um, another moment. Oh, right here. I got to take a moment to pause and pick on AEW a little bit. This was SCU's last match. How the match ended and then they went immediately backstage. And and not only did they not go immediately backstage, there was a delay. There was a like, there's something happening backstage. I hear there's something happening backstage. Hey, did you hear there's something happening backstage? Like they said it so many times and the camera just never cut to the feed of backstage. Meanwhile, one of the greatest tag teams of the modern era is no longer. And mm-hmm. they're standing in a ring. And the crowd's cheering for him. And we cut to some meaningless segment of Moxley and Kingston tearing apart the... That was so poorly done. And then they come back from the commercial break and they show them embracing a hug. And that's all we get. Yep. I was like, wow. This is what shows how WWE still holds the cards over AEW in some places. Mm -hmm. Because that would have been such a massive moment. That would have been... The music stops playing, both of them on their knees in the middle of the ring. They look at each other, they get up, they hug, they raise each other's arms, they look at the camera, they embrace one more time, and we'll be right back. And they cut to black, and there's nope, nothing you, you else forgot, on top of it. You forgot the part where like Frankie Kazarian beats up 
yeah low blow right yeah Yeah. (laughs) no we already we already have a heel in scorpio sky we don't need another one uh so this is just the end of them for right now whether they're going into a developmental side of AEW, or they are going to continue with singles careers we don't know they both looked incredible in this Mm -hmm. match so it would be a damn shame if this is the end of them wrestling uh, even if it's for a short time, I'd like to see them stand in the ring uh, and, and be singles competitors, uh, which is, I think, what the goal is here. They wanted to break up SCU at some point, and these boys are going to fight. Um, but overall, this match, holy hell, you can tell that these guys traveled the world together. You can tell that they've had 40-plus matches mm. against each other. They've shared tour buses. They've shared hotel rooms. They are best friends outside of the ring. Yeah. Um, this was one of the best choreographed matches I've seen in a long time. That Styles Clash, I don't think was supposed to happen. I think it was supposed to be a buckle bomb. And the way Matt fell, he was like, fuck it. He mm-hmm. stepped over, bang, and he hit him with it. And they're just so good that it it, it worked out. Um, so I just, I think this was overall a plus match. Uh, th- but the ending was just, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. oh, just, they, they killed it. They killed it with that ending. What do you think? No, I mean I hear you, right? You see these moments where you have those big career, those big career moments where you know a tag team is ending or a career is ending, or whatever else, and they've been, uh, like you said, played back to the whole Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, I love you thing, right? Where they're yeah. ending the team here, and it was a SCU was a big deal. SCU was all a part of uh, All In, the original All In in Chicago. Uh, SCU has tons of segments on uh, BTE on their YouTube channel. So it's not like they're just this team that's just there. Like SCU is ingrained into AEW. SCU right. literally is AEW. Like the embodiment of what they became is right. because SCU was a part of that growth. And they had that huge fan base. They had the whole SCU. Or they had the whole, this SCU. is the worst town I've ever been in. Like all of these one-liners and segments. Right over there, I can see Yeah, it. all these one-liners and segments and things that they did together. So for them to just not do anything after they're done being a team is just kind of silly like i know and i know scorpio is a heel but maybe even he could have had like a moment with them like something right you know what i mean just to be like we did this together like we made this huge thing and they didn't have to say anything but even just like a nice wave like you said or a it pose. just shows how green aew is and how much of a rookie tony khan is and but tony khan is cocky cocky as hell he is super arrogant and he knows he has the best roster in wrestling Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. so he feels like he can get away with anything um his his speech last week shows that his speech at that blood and guts was just like oh boy he just he thinks he can get away with anything um so hopefully he don't have that ted turner curse Mm. where you get too big for your britches and you ruin your product so let's just hopefully we can move on and this will not happen again. And they will once again, this is two big, two, in my opinion, two big mistakes in a row in two weeks that mm-hmm. they are TV mistakes that shouldn't happen. WWE has TV mistakes. I get it. Matt Riddle completely forgot what he was supposed to say to Asuka on live television and they just cut the promo live. So it happens. It happens to the best of them. But this just kind of felt really embarrassing. Uh, and it's a shame. Because I hate to leave an embarrassing thing when we're going into something so positive, Mm. like the product that we have over in Clovercrest. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. 
Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make Don't my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. Hey, there's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. One day. I would get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for, the, uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Off Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree, and we will more than likely have varied opinions. But with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster. Neither do I want to. But I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you've got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you, I'll piss you off shortly. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? Fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This could still be a dub for you, though, if we pull this off, and I'm very high up. Rando, Rando, fell too. Rando's out? Mm-hmm. Oh, they I didn't see it. that either. You just have much land left. Got it. got it. Oh, there you go. Dub. Peace. With a dub to end of the stream. Hell yeah. We had so much fun there on Twitch that night. Me playing with Ray Bay, our friend Kyle, who you can hear in that clip, who sometimes appears on the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment podcast. And my, my entire viewer audience was playing with us that night, too. It was a great night over on Twitch. Remember, if you guys like gaming, you like podcasts, you like all sorts of fun interaction with a great community, come on over to TBARD5195 here on Twitch, and you can join in on the fun. Remember, we are streaming live on uh, Twitch right now at the TBARD5195 channel and on YouTube on the Bard and Cross entertainment page. We are not going live on Facebook because of some of the technical difficulties right now, but as soon as we get that figured out, we will try to get back to that. But for now, for the foreseeable future, we're just sticking to the one or the two places just to avoid any sort of conflict. And I do want to remind you all that we are not 
a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite, please make sure that you go watch Dynamite Live every Wednesday on the TNT Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. Cross, I just know you are dying to be the one who gets to talk about this next match because it is two of your favorite people mm. going head to head against each other. You want to take it away for Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Absolutely in this world title eliminator match where we got to see freshly squeezed OC Orange Cassidy take on Pac of the Death Triangle. Man, I love saying Orange Cassidy. The stakes were never higher for Orange Cassidy and Pac than Wednesday night when they battled in a World Title Eliminator match. The winner to challenge Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship in the main event of Double or Nothing. Proc Pac broke Cassidy's shades early and freshly squeezed answered with yeah, a beach rude. break for a two count. Yeah, very rude. Yeah, dude, can I say, dude, that beach break, I was like, oh my god. I, for a second there, I was like, it's over. Really? Yeah, so? He he pinned him for like two and three quarters. Okay. Like he he almost didn't kick out. Mm. And I was like, no way, no way. Oh my, thank God. Jesus. What a hype this matchup for it to end like that. God dang. <laughs> After the two count, a two-page suicide had the king of sloth style rolling entering the break, but the bastard seized control during the timeout. Pac tossed Cassidy into the guardrails before rocking his opponent with a pair of missile drop kicks, mm -hmm. but could only hold him down for two. Pac tried for a third, but Cass Cassidy casually rolled out of the way as he does, almost as if to taunt his opponent. The bastard delivered a Liger bomb for two. The crash landing left Cassidy reeling in a need of rep reprieve. He rolled to the floor, holding his head as referee Aubrey Edwards checked on him entering the commercial break. Back from the timeout, Doc Sampson checked on Cassidy while Don Callis made his presence felt. Callis taunted the bastard, allowing Kenny Omega to slide into the ring and blast Pac with the AEW title. Edwards counted both men down. The match ended in a no contest. Omega and Callis celebrated the outcome, suggesting that Kenny would have the night off on May 30th, as no one had won the match. Tony Giovanni emerged and from the commentary table and revealed that Omega will now defend the title against both men in a triple threat match at AW Double or Nothing. Oh this my gosh, I am so this excited. This is game over for Kenny Omega. It's happening. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm, Pac is winning that title. Pac is winning that title at, oh, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen because everyone's going to think Kenny or Orange Cassidy. And I think Pac is going to just sneak that win out somehow. He's going to like dodge an orange, uh, an orange punch and he's going to just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I just feel like it's, it's coming. It is coming. That title is switching hands. I don't, I don't think so, but we're not, we're not at the prediction episode. So things could yeah, change. Yeah, no, that's coming. Things could change. That's coming. Um, so again, an incredible match. Uh, unfortunate ending because everyone always likes to see a decisive winner, but it did set up something for down the line. We did up next have the coronation of the pinnacle, though. We got to see the boys who took it to Jericho and his crew of the inner circle come out to the ring. The pinnacle made their way out for the special coronation, a celebration of sorts following their victory at Blood and Guts. MJF touted his faction's success and denied the Inner Circle's challenge from earlier in the night for a rematch. Uh, Tully Blanchard put over the pinnacle and presented them with the expensive watches. Just as the celebration seemingly was about to crescendo, an air horn interrupted the proceedings. 
Ortiz, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara entered Daly's place in a modified four-wheeler, complete with the a little bit of the bubbly banner. You totally couldn't see Chris Jericho hiding in the back. You couldn't, you couldn't see him. He was totally hidden, and not once did you see his face appear behind the curtain. It didn't happen. Uh, so if you pretending that you thought you saw Chris Jericho, <laughs> it was uh, you, you're lying to yourself. But shockingly, Chris Jericho, he would come out sporting an arm brace, uh, emerging from the back and issued a challenge to MJF for one last battle. When he denied it, Guevara turned a hose on the group, dousing them in a little bit of the bubbly, or should I say a lot of the bubbly. And irate MJF accepted the challenge, this time for the stadium stampede. And if Inner Circle loses, they have to disband forever. Um, again, remember, Noah, what I was saying earlier in the night, that uh, this night kind of felt like a bunch of cheap shots where they were just taking WWE's uh, greatest moments and using them. We mm -hmm. had the I'm sorry, I love you. We had Cody Rhodes' big announcement. And then we had this, which is the beer truck uh, coming down to the ring and dousing the people in the ring. Uh, and also, they just sold it exactly like the McMahons and Vince uh, and, and, and Triple H sold it, where they were just like going absolutely berserk, like you couldn't take a little bit of the bubbly to the face. Um, so uh, am I excited for the match? Absolutely. Uh, this has become goofy, though. Uh, we did not need that segment. And if you're about to tell me that the only injury Jericho faced falling off that cage is a broken arm damn man's made of steel. Uh, so if this is the band aid for the fact that the place he landed looked like he landed in bubble wrap and flowers, uh, then I understand the move here. And apparently that is a legitimate injury that the injury to oh, his really? arm, okay. that is a legitimate injury. Um, which makes sense. Cause if you, when you fall, your natural response is to brace yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you're coming from 20 feet, the best thing you could possibly do is the exact opposite. Save your arms, go limp, because if you're doing that, they're going to snap. Mm -hmm. And so he probably just tore something, or did, but he is going to be in that sling for a bit. Um, so again, segment, I'll give it a C. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was just a copycat scenario of what we've seen in the past. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can agree with me here. No, I can agree 100%. Um the whole if you lose and your team's broken up thing, uh, you know, that's like it's like, you know, whatever. Like, not like we didn't just visit that with SCU and whatever else. Um, why can't teams just hate each other? Like, why do we have to put these contingencies on things? You know, like, yeah. just let it be a blood feud. Like, they don't like right. each other. You don't have to fight. break up. Yeah. Like, right. Just let it like let them fight. And just let they end. did break up. It's one thing because there's so many factions and teams already in this right. freaking company. So I wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad thing, but just let them fight. No, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, and this this would lead into another match, which I, I'm just going to take it because it's so short. I don't want to uh, curveball you here. We had Thunder Rosa versus Jasmine Allure. And I have, I think, one bullet point for the actual match. Um, before the match, Jim Ross would interview Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who was uh, uber confident in her ability to defeat Ikaru Shida and capture the AEW Women's Championship at double or nothing. Not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, back inside Daly's place, however, the number two ranked Thunder Rosa battled Jasmine Allure in singles competition. This was the definition of a squash match, concluding with Rosa driving Allure into the mat and scoring an uncontested victory. Um, absolute squash match. It's absolutely setting up 
Rosa versus Britt Baker for the title when Britt Baker wins the title at fucking double or nothing, which I'm not excited for in the slightest. Uh, but it just sets up that she has someone waiting in the wings who's ready to to fight her and it, it just defeated another opponent in under two minutes. Mm. Um, that's literally all this segment did. There's nothing all that exciting to talk about when it comes to it. Um, so again, I give it a C. Um, but everything else the night kind of made up for it. These sure. last two segments. These last two segments were like uh, awkward. Um, but what wasn't awkward was this match here, Mr. Cross. If you would mm -hmm. like to take it away. Sure. TNT Championship match here to main event the uh, May 12th episode of AW Dynamite, where we saw Darby Allen take on Miro. And as I say before, last episode, Tyler and I predicted the winner. So we got it right. Here. Miro smelled blood as he entered the arena for his TNT championship opportunity against Darby Allen and wasted no time punishing the title holder before the bell. The best man launched Allen around the squared circle, ragdolling him and pushed, um, sorry, punishing the babyface. Referee Paul Turner confirmed with Allen that he wished to compete and sent, uh, and the champion confirmed. Alert the Elusive, he wiggled out of Miro's grip and sent the challenger into the ring post. A released German suplex by Miro on the floor helped to remain, regain momentum ahead of the final break for the night, and Oof was right. During the commercial break, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky attacked Sting, taking away Allen's backup and leaving him to defend for himself. Miro continued to toss his opponent around, Allen landing hard on his shoulder. Allen fought back and applied a sleeper, but the right... Uh, but the right arm, damaged in last week's fall down a flight of stairs at the hands of Sky and Page, prevented him from consistently applying pressure. Allen reapplied the hold on the floor, but Miro sent him crashing spine first into God. the piece of the dynamite stage. And that was ugly. Again, he, he really brutalized Darby. Mm. When, like, Darby can take a hit, but mm -hmm. damn. Mm -hmm. Miro continued to focus. On the shoulder and into the then the ropes. Allen season opening and delivered a consecutive, I'm sorry, delivered consecutive stunners, then tried for the coffin drop. Miro caught him and tried for a release suplex, only for Allen to escape. He delivered the code red, but could only keep the challenger down for two. Miro recovered, downed Allen, and applied the accolade for the win and the title, having the moniker of the new TNT champion. After the match, Paige and Sky attacked Sting. The Dark Order made the save, chasing the heels off. As the show went off air, Lance Archer entered the arena and steered, stared down Miro. Yeah, well, we knew that was coming. We knew that that was going to be a rivalry coming to a head here. Um, can I just say that accolade was not a regular accolade. He bent Darby Allen mm. in half. That was the most painful looking accolade I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. He, he, I don't care how many moves Darby Allen got in. Miro squashed Darby Allen. That yeah. was an absolute decimation. And I get it. He attacked him before the bell. So he had a little bit of a uh, uh, head start. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, oh, that was just a brutalization, an incredible match. Miro looks strong as ever. Um, I don't think he's going to hold the belt very long. Um, no. I, I think he'll hold it maybe a month or two. And then uh, at the next pay-per-view, potentially, he will lose it. Not this one coming up. Uh, but I, I don't think he's going to hold that title for long. And then I think maybe he'll start coming after Kenny or someone else who's holding the main title. Okay. Okay. How'd you um, like the match? 
I thought it was a damn good match. I mean, we predicted the winner, so you always like it when that happens. Um, I don't know if I liked Darby losing. Uh, you know, I wish he would have kept it because he was a great TNT champion, but I thought the match was great. They beat the heck out of each other. Uh, they did a good job. They kept the audience in it. They made sure they covered the part part where Sting wouldn't be able to help Allen by right. having someone beat him up because if Sting just stood there and watched him lose, it kind of been like, all right, I guess because they're baby faces, but it was kind of like, you know, do something for your guy here. So right. they made it make sense. They made the match great. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, no, it was definitely a good job. It was a good way to end the night mm -hmm. and with a shock, probably for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone probably thought Darby was going to hold that belt for a very long time. We saw through it, but we are wrestling crazed fans, so we can see through a good script. Um, so good night overall. I think I'd give it a B plus, maybe like a, a 4.4. Um, nothing any higher. I, I wouldn't go four and a half because there have been some incredible, incredible nights that I've given a four mm. and a half. So 4.3, 4.4. 4. What do you think? I think like 3.8 to 4. Okay. All right. That's fair. Those, saying, yeah. those, those few segments were, ugh. Mm -hmm. there, there were a few moments that were just cringeworthy. Uh, yeah. But most of those moments were microphone moments. So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm watching the wrestling. I'm mm -hmm. here for a wrestling, not as much WWE-style uh, performing, which, whatever, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Uh, but I enjoy the wrestling side of it. So if I was just going based off mostly that, that's where I give my score. But yeah. no, I did want to quickly look into our preview for next week. We got a few good matches coming up. We got the Young Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Um, I think this is going to be quite a match. I think these two boys are going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I'm excited to see what they can do and see where they can be going forward. Um, I don't know if they're going to win, though. I think this is an easy pick for the Bucks. Oh, yeah. The Bucks are taking the championships back home. Come on. It should be a good match, though. Griff yeah. and uh, Pillman have definitely looked good. Uh, we also have Serena Deeb taking on Red Velvet for the NWA Women's World Championship. This might be where it finally changes hands. I think Red Velvet is going to defeat Serena Deeb next week. Damn. Okay. Uh, I disagree, but okay. Yeah. I think it's going to happen so that she can face uh, someone else for the title coming up in the future. Maybe Jade Cargill. Um, because Red Velvet has become one of the faces of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Anthony Agogo taking on Austin Gunn, finally not taking on an old man. So that's good. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a, a actual fair matchup. And I'm sure Austin Gunn is going to be joined by his brother and, and whoever else is still around from mm -hmm. uh, the Nightmare family. Or maybe we're going to call them the Dream family from now on. Um, but we'll see going forward. Uh, and then we also have Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Um, just as a match, I don't there. I don't think there's any real preface to it. No. Um, Christian was saying he was going to fight someone from Team Taz, but that's ultimately going to happen at the next pay per view. Uh, and so he's just taking on Matt Seidel. Um, Matt Seidel saying that they're both of these guys are going to be in the double or nothing uh, battle royale, and Seidel saying he's going to have a better appearance than last year because Christian mocked his entrance where he uh, nearly broke his shoulder mm -hmm. uh, in his first appearance with AEW. Uh, and then we're going to find out whether the pinnacle uh, accepts the uh, or whether, uh, excuse me, the inner circle accepts the rules of the challenge of the stadium stampede. 
Uh, so it is going to be an interesting episode next week. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, but before we finish up, I just want to remind everyone we are not currently streaming on Facebook. We are streaming live over on YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment YouTube page and over on Twitch on the T-Bard 5195 page. Uh, that is just a logistics thing, but we will get back to Facebook as soon as we possibly can. Also want to remind you that we are not a market substitute for AEW Dynamite. Make sure you go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday on the TNT Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you are indeed a fan of podcasts, why not go over and check out Clovercrest Media? If you love Clovercrest Media podcasts, well, go check them all out at clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the CMG network, and if you don't find one you like, start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest of info for your CMG Sports podcast, as well as blogs and video with all of the latest info. Noah, another successful episode. Again, mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me, and we will see everybody else on the next episode of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. See you all next time. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.